Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Sunday morning. Good morning. I'm Scott Jagow, and that means it's time to join Johnny Rabbit. Good morning, or Happy New Year, Johnny. I haven't talked to you hey, since. Hey, you're then. right. Hey, Scott. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, and you got the orchestra sounding great this morning. Well, here we are at the end of the first week already of 2024, and we hope all our KMOX listeners are keeping their New Year's resolutions. One of mine is to continue to keep the past of St. Louis alive. And with that in mind, I'll today offer some comments on legendary Gaslight Square and a little of what was there. Now, most of Gaslight Square was in the 42 and 4300 block of Olive. Whittier was on the east. Boyle intersected from the south. Pendleton intersected from the west. Now, the only place that was there for decades before and after Gaslight was St. Stephen's Evangelical Lutheran Church in grade school, a beautiful stone building at the southwest corner of Olive and Pendleton. Building still there. Church, school, closed forever. I've selected some addresses in order to tell you about Gaslight, how the district changed over time. We'll cover the years 1930, then move up to 1954, 70 years ago, 1964, 60 years ago, and end with 1974, 50 years ago. Now, here are some samples. We have three, uh, all of which are on Olive. 4218 Olive in 1930 was the Rick Felton Plating and Manufacturing Company, and they stuck around because 24 years later in 1954, they were still there. But in 1964, 4218 Olive was Jackie Gold's Bustles and Blows, where hot Dixieland music was performed by my late friend Muggsy Sprecher and the Gaslighters. Then by 1974, the place was empty. Then in 1930 at 4230 Olive, it was the Chamberlain Metal Weather Stripping Company that by 1954 was home to the Petring Art Shop. Then, 10 years later in 64, that address was the very successful and exciting place, Marty's, owned by local singing star, radio TV personality, and sometimes newspaper columnist, Marty Bradson. This is one of several places in the square where men would wear coat and tie, cocktail dresses for ladies. Marty's was all about singing. It included performers that were customers and even the bartenders sang. Uh, Ten years later, 1974, Marty and the singers were but a memory, a long gone, and the place was vacant. Back to 1930 we go. The business at 4239 Olive was that of the Fair Express and Moving Company. Then, in 1954, it was home to Gold's Antique Shop, but in 1964, it was Jack and Charlie Carl's Two Cents Plane 
Hoosier-style delicatessen, where Jack had good humor, fun, berating and yelling at customers. It was great. And then it became internationally known for the pastrami war, with his landlords and business competitors who kept undercutting his price for a pastrami sandwich. They dropped their price down to 25 cents. Jack could only drop his price to 35 cents. But in the end, Jack Carl's two cents playing deli was was a winner. They they got their way and stuck around. By the way, the name of the deli was based on Harry Golden's book for two cents plain. They're just uh, these are just three examples of how things changed over the years and what became known as Gaslight Square. To sum it up, in 1964, in the 4200 and 4300 block of Olive, there were 27, 27 entertainment and dining spots, basically in one block. And 10 years later, in 1974, no, not 27 places anymore. Unfortunately, all of those places were gone. Every one of the locations wasn't even occupied. Everything was vacant, empty. What the heck happened? A lot happened, I can tell you, but we just don't have time to do that. So I will suggest two books uh, that you'll get some of the stories in. There's Gaslight Square Illuminated by Rich Funer and David Roth. That's from 2010. I did the introduction to the book. Uh, The other book is 2004's Gaslight Square, an oral history by Thomas Crone. I did a seven-page section in that book. Really a lot about the square in those two books. Well, when the square was at its peak in the early 60s, one of its better-known characters was a genial guy known as Seventeen, who most every night parked his black 48 Chevy in front of Jack Parker's O'Connell's Irish Club, 454 North Boyle, just south of Isle and he sold hard-boiled eggs and boiled shrimp out of his trunk. He said he was called 17 because he was erroneously incarcerated in the state pen in Jeff City for 17 years before he got up. The seed of what we've become, Gaslight, Gaslight Square, was planted in the late 40s as the area had become a center for antique stores, curio shops, oriental rug dealers, bookstores, used furniture dealers, picture framers, junk stores, photographers, and the many music and voice teachers, dance instructors, and small schools that were in the circa 1904 Musical Arts Building at the corner of Boyle and Olive. It also housed the Toy Theater, where William Inge and Tennessee Williams staged their plays that respectively became Picnic and The Glass Menagerie. Gaslight Square, that for a time had been called Greenwich Corners, was a magnet for bohemians and the intelligentsia. It would survive a tornado. It would survive fires, but it ended in disaster as a dream became a nightmare. You can get snippets of square history on postcards, which is one of the many topics I'm going to talk about when I present a St. Louis history through postcards at OA4 Oasis. We're going to do this at 1030 on Tuesday, January 23rd. That's at the center of Clayton and the Clayton Recreation Center. You can get a place to net at oasisnet.org. This is Johnny Rabbit, and next Sunday, same time, same station, all over history of street names from Athlone to Zealand. Now, from the KMOX studios in Olive, named for the tree, of course, Olive. We once again present, there he is, Scott Jago, <laughs> as we listen for him to say. I will say, a guy named 17 made yeah. hard-boiled eggs and boiled shrimp. <laughs> okay. Right out of the truck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Johnny. You, All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.